that we have had in the Senate, the probably the most productive 18 months in the Senate in certainly recent memory, and you might have to go back even beyond recent memory to get us to where we are today. Now, one of the reasons that I think we may have been as productive as we have is there's so much going on all the time and such a changing set of issues out there that we don't have very much to do with, but it, it, it kind of creates almost a cocoon-like environment to where we can get things done because we are so boring compared to everything else that's happening, uh, particularly the Senate. You know, the Senate was designed to be a disappointing institution, uh, and we fulfill with great capacity the Senate's ability to disappoint. Uh, but in that environment, a lot of things are getting done, and for the same reason maybe they're getting done, they're not getting much attention. Uh, you know, and part of the reason I'm getting much attention might be that it's hard to imagine why it's such a big deal to do the things that uh, Booth mentioned we're getting done on appropriations. We have passed, out of both the House and the Senate, 90% of all the spending before the end of the fiscal year. 75% uh, of that is headed to the President's desk, assuming that the House on Monday or Tuesday passes the uh, labor age and uh, defense bill, and that also includes a CR. So unless the House disappoints us in a way that only the Senate could probably disappoint, uh, no shutdown uh, this year, which is no small goal in an election year where things are the way they are. Um, on numbers, first time that the labor age bill has been passed before the end of the fiscal year in 22 years. First time in 11 years we had the labor age bill on the floor of the Senate. So first time in 11 years that 70 of the senators even got to have anything to say in a public forum, let alone offer an amendment about that particular bill, which is 12% of all the spending. We combined it with 50% of the spending, the defense bill, uh, and uh, several of you who were here when I was working in the House would remember when we actually used to pass these bills, no matter what order you pass them in, uh, particularly going back to at least the Clinton administration, we could send the defense bill over almost as early as we could, you could imagine could get there, but he would figure out how not to sign it until he had a labor age uh, bill that he was willing to sign. And so we decided this year, let's just see what happens if we do something we've never done before, which is put those two bills together, take them to the floor, both sides have a sense uh, that their top priorities are being met. You know, my, my top priority is always to defend the country, and most of their top priorities are included in that labor age bill. In fact, when I started chairing the committee, Senator Durbin said to me, he said, now Roy, you know when you chair this committee, you're in the Democrats' church. <laughs> he said, every line of the labor age education bill is sacred to at least one of us, and most every line is sacred to all of us, so you've got to figure out how to work your way through that. Uh, but may work in the future, may not, but there's a lot of logic to what we did. It just took us a long time to figure out that there was logic to it. And the president, I believe, is signing today. He has another 12% in the three bills that include uh, uh, military uh, construction and VA. So 12 and 62 or 63, up to 65% on his desk. 
haven't given up yet on uh, the other four bills, two bills that the House has passed and four that the Senate sent back in a package. Some combination of that could clearly also get done next week. There was some early concern, well, you passed the CR, does that mean you've given up on the other bills? No, not at all. You can, the CR is only about what hasn't been done by uh, the, uh, the 1st of October, not, what, not about what couldn't still be done by the 1st of October. Uh, so that's good. Some of the things I've talked to several of you about that I've really been pleased we've been able to get done, particularly in that, uh, that environment that Senator Durbin talked about. Uh, when I started chairing the committee four years ago, there hadn't been a penny of increase in uh, National Institute of Health Research, not one penny in 12 years. Uh, 22 or 23 percent below in buying power where they've been 12 years earlier. Young researchers were actually quickly becoming young financial analysts or wherever you take that big brain and use it where somebody would actually honor what you were doing. Uh, and that all ended four years ago. We did a $2 billion increase on a $30 billion research budget. Uh, that's about 7 percent. We did another $2 billion the next year, and all of that was with no new money, so it was prioritizing. It was combining programs. I think we either combined or eliminated 32 programs to come up with that money. And it wasn't that the Democrats were against NIH research. They were just for everything. And it, everything's a priority. Nothing is a priority. Uh, we decided to prioritize this, and the bill we voted for last week has a net 30% increase in health research in four years. Uh, and what an incredible four years. You know, we know more, so much more about the human genome, We're beginning to see what's happening with immunotherapy. When I started chairing the committee, uh, whatever it would have been ago, five years ago now, this is my fourth budget, so five years. Uh, I went up, uh, Senator Toomey said, there's something they're doing at the University of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania that I really don't understand, but you should go see it. And even when I saw it, I really didn't understand it. It was immunotherapy. And nobody was talking about it. Nobody thought it was possible. I'm going to go up the first week in, uh, uh, in uh, October. I, I think actually I'm going to go up Columbus Day and look at the first company that's really trying to, to uh, scale this up to where you can make it more affordable, more reasonable, you know, look at my genetic structure and think, okay, here are the three or four options that are likely to work for this guy. Let's check and instead of trying to create something unique for me, let's see if we can't pull something off the shelf that amps up uh, my ability to fight whatever's attacking me. You know, there's not a cancer you have, but there's not something, something inside you to fight back. It's just that the cancer overwhelms that. And immunotherapy amps that up. And that was, this was not a realistic thing five years ago at all. Alzheimer's, we're spending the equivalent of half the defense budget right now on Alzheimer's taxpayer paid Alzheimer's or dementia care, $277 billion this year. If the demographics continue and we continue not to have any way to deal with this, uh, the projection is by 2050 we'd be spending 1.1 billion of today's, trillion rather, of today's dollars on Alzheimer's, which is 
twice the defense budget. You know, I really, I really have no idea how much one point one trillion dollars is, but I can wrap my mind around uh, what it costs for every military base everywhere in the world, every ship, every plane, every training dollar, every retirement dollar, every paycheck for every sailor, soldier, airman, marine, person in the National Guard, the Coast Guard, or the reserves. We'd be spending twice that on Alzheimer's, taxpayer-paid Alzheimer's care. And if any of you and many of us now do have some connection with that particular thing, you know, the other number out there is for every tax dollar, there are two private dollars being spent, almost never insured, to deal with that incredible uh, attack. Uh, childhood cancer, lots of things, CRISPR technology, where you just decide, okay, we're going to go into early and change that genetic problem that is going to result in something you don't want it to result in. So what a foolish time that previous decade to have really pretty much gotten out of the business of doubling down. And speaking of doubling, 1994, before I got here, before I ran, I ran for Congress in 96, uh, one of the items in the contract for America was we're going to double the NIH budget. Uh, and we did, and did pretty quickly. Well, we did by 2008, uh, but after 2012, not one new dollar until four years ago. Behavioral health, I think we're seeing behavioral health treated uh, as more like all, like all other health, just like it should be. Those are two areas that if you walk down your street tonight or through your building tonight and start knocking on doors and saying, who's better for behavioral health? Who's better for healthcare research, Republicans or Democrats? I guarantee you would get the wrong answer nine out of 10 times. Uh, but those are exciting things to be part of. Um, the Rules Committee, we're trying to deal with the election security issues. Uh, I, I, I agree with FBI Director Ray, who last week, I think, said that uh, the security of the election system itself is, is at a point where people should not be concerned about that. I personally would be inclined to memorialize that so it happens this way every time. But, but I do think we're in a much different place uh, than we were two years ago. The economy is in a much different place than it was two years ago. When you've got unemployment below 4% and GDP growth above 4%, there are only a few times in the history of the country that those two numbers have been in those two places. Uh, and uh, you know the trade agenda, obviously troublesome for uh, me, and I think virtually every other Republican senator, um, I would like to think that I can eventually, before uh, the trade agreements we have, uh, but we don't have them yet, and uh, I can't imagine what the economy would be like if there was more certainty about the trade future. So uh, my advice to the President publicly and privately and in front of other senators has been get some of these things off the table. We have to have a legitimate 301 fight with somebody, let's have it, which uh, it's gonna be a much better fight if uh, we're not having a lot of fights that we don't have to have. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And I am uh, ready to talk about whatever you wanna talk about. <coughs> You get either.